It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I am the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the editor of Dunkin' with Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan side of network. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy weekend and happy Timberwolves game day. The Timberwolves are in Chicago to take on the Bulls this evening. I want to preview that game. We'll close the show with that, but plenty to get to first, uh, including a big NBA trade deadline on Thursday. Even if the Timberwolves were not part of any trades, I want to talk a little bit about the trade deadline, what happened through the lens of a Timberwolves fan, and then also just some of the quick quick hitters around the league. My thoughts on some of the more, uh, the, the more talked about trades, the, the headliners. Um, and then briefly, some talk about All-Star Weekend, which we're coming in uh, on that uh, very soon here as well. A couple of Timberwolves players, of course, participating in the festivities throughout that weekend. So plenty to talk about on the show here today. Uh, first of all, though, thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. Of course, the show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, as well as Odyssey. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and at Beacon. That's with two B's, two E's, C K E N. All right. Uh, so let's let's start by talking trade deadlines. So spent a lot of time obviously talking about the deadline over the past couple of weeks here on the show. Obviously, Timberwolves did nothing. Uh, there weren't even really any new Timberwolves rumors or old revived Timberwolves rumors at all on Thursday. Uh, there were basically no trade trade le- trade deadline day. Uh, rumors that involve the Timberwolves. Um, the the most Wolves rumors we saw about a week ago at the Marcus Smart stuff, a little bit of Thaddeus Young. Uh, both uh, Thaddeus Young, of course, was traded on deadline day, as was Ben Simmons, a player who long was rumored to be a target of the Timberwolves. We did not see Marcus Smart get moved, which was not a major surprise. Um, so, you know, some activity was predictable. I, I was surprised, actually, that the Simmons deal got done. Um, let, first, so let's talk about the Wolves first. Um I said this on the show a couple times this week. I think it was the Tuesday show. I spent a lot of time talking about the deadline. I thought the Timberwolves would stand pat, and I'm glad that they did. Um, 
a perfect world scenario, would they have added some size? Yes. Would they have added, uh, I mean, size slash defensive rebounding chops to the roster? Absolutely. Would they have liked to move Josh Akogi for something? Probably. Um, I mean, best case scenario is you could move out Josh Kogi in a second round pick or two, and ultimately you bring back a player who could help you in the front court and maybe a first round pick. And you could kind of package a Kogi, two second rounders, maybe it's two separate deals. Uh, but overall, what would be sent out is is a guy like a Kogi, um, you know, maybe one other player, a Jake Lehman, something like that. A couple of second round picks, maybe even three second round picks total, and you bring back a first rounder, or maybe um, you know multiple future second rounders, something like that, and ideally a player that could help you in the front court. Obviously, that didn't happen. That would have been best case scenario, short of a Ben Simmons trade, which is never likely to happen. I've been saying that on the show for a long time. Um, so I'm okay with the Timberwolves not doing much. Uh, is it a missed opportunity? Sure. You anytime a deadline like this passes, you you wish that something could have been done. But there's also value to not, and I said this a lot the other day, there's value to not rocking the boat. This is a team that's 29 and 26. If this team was, you know, 20 and 30 or something like that, it's a different story. You'd look at rolling the dice a little bit, shaking things up, because that would make sense. But this is a team that's continually played better, and when they're healthy, they've played very well. They've played easily at a playoff pace since they've been healthy. They've got a a, a, a pretty substantial gap between wins and losses since the first of the year. They've, they've been one of the league's best teams of late. And I, I just don't know that making kind of tweaks here and there to that could disrupt chemistry and isn't a slam dunk move makes a lot of sense. Like one of the rumored deals was Torian Prince at a second round pick for Thaddeus Young. In a vacuum, is Thaddeus Young a better player? Maybe. Um, but that's a pretty low ceiling, low floor type move. Um, well, I guess maybe not low floor. It's maybe more of a low, just in general, low ceiling, kind of a, an even floor move. But but there's also, you could, disrupting the chemistry matters too. So if you're getting incrementally better, plus giving up an asset like a second round pick and trading a player who is beloved in the locker room, are are you treading water? And, and what is the actual impact that that has on the team's psyche and morale and the locker room and all that stuff? Uh, that's really hard to measure. It's certainly impossible for for fans and analysts to measure who aren't in the locker room, who aren't on the team, who aren't in the front office or on the coaching staff. And I don't know how you necessarily quantify that if you are Sasha Gupta or anybody else in the Timberwolves front office, but ultimately the risk reward was not there. I mean, what's the upside to bringing in Thaddeus Young? Could he make the team better? Yeah. Would he make them a lot better? No. Is it worth shaking up what you have and giving up an asset? No. Um, And that was a rumor from last week from, I think it was Jake Fisher at Bleacher Report that had that rumor. So it's not like that was close to happening or anything. By the way, the Spurs did well for themselves anyway. They basically got a first round pick for Thaddeus Young. So, um, I mean, the Wolves would not have been able to do that. I don't think swapping Thaddeus Young's expiring for another expiring in a second rounder, it's not anywhere near as good as what the Spurs ended up getting. I also don't think the Wolves ultimately would have made that deal either with how well Torian Prince has played recently and how much his teammates seem to to enjoy his presence. Um, So all that to say, not a disappointing trade deadline. It's exactly what I expected to happen. Um, and, you know, could the Wolves be active in the buyout market now that guys can start signing and, and uh, will be eligible to play in the playoffs and and more guys, you know, the Goran Dragic's of the world are going to get released and have the ability to go sign somewhere, uh, among others. I think eventually the Timberwolves will add someone. 
but they're so close to the luxury tax and they've only got the one open roster spot. I don't think they'll be in a rush to, to add somebody. Like a Goran Dragic, for instance, doesn't make sense unless, knock on wood, hopefully this doesn't happen, somebody gets injured. Um, you know, if they're going to add somebody, it's going to be size. And I don't think there's necessarily a rush to do that at the moment. I think the flexibility of the roster spot is still nice to have. And, uh, you know, some of these guys that are, going to sign contracts with playoff contenders want to see which teams are really in contention here down the stretch of the season and aren't necessarily in a rush to sign either. So could they be players in the buyout market? Yeah, probably eventually. I don't think it's going to be anything major. Um, and I don't think it'll be, uh, you know, any necessarily big names or anything like that. It's, it's obviously tough to predict that, but the luxury tax thing is certainly prohibitive on some level. Um, a couple of quick thoughts on, other league-wide trade activity. Uh, the James Harden trade. I mean, well, actually, let's let's do this. Let's let's uh, let's get back to that here in a second. I've got a few thoughts on that and and why I I'm glad that the Timberwolves ended up sitting out the Ben Simmons sweepstakes. I guess um, it, the whole thing's really weird. So I want to get to that next, and then I want to touch on All Star Weekend before we get to a preview of Wolves Bulls on Friday night. So we're gonna do all that here in just a second. First, though, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered throughout the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football has completed its march through the playoffs, and uh, we're at the big game, which is coming up here this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, plus live real-time updates of current games. No way to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online where the game starts. All right, uh, let's get to uh, let's get to talking a little bit about this Simmons trade, the Simmons Harden trade. First, though, uh, another thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen, and also a reminder: it's Super Week, brought to you by Get Upside. There's no better place to get coverage of the big game this Sunday than the Lockdown NFL podcast. Lockdown Bengals and Lockdown Rams are in LA all week covering the big game. Okay, um, let's talk about about the the Harden Simmons thing. So this deal is is just a it's a monster deal that got done. And I was a little bit surprised it got done. I obviously the the Nets were very motivated to do something, you know, nine straight losses, Kevin Durant still sidelined, other injuries, Joe Harris is out. Uh just kind of ugly vibes around that team. Ultimately, they end up getting Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a first round pick, actually two first round picks, a first round pick this year that they can defer to 23 if they want to. And then a future, a 2027 pick. So five years down the line, that's top eight protected. The Sixers only get James Harden and Paul Millsap, who was out of the, not even with the team with Brooklyn anymore. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I like, I have very, I, I do know. I have very clear thoughts on this. This is a fantastic trade for the Brooklyn Nets. And I don't see why the Sixers, how this is a win for them in really any way. I mean, you could argue that Seth Curry has been a better player than James Harden this year. I mean, that's not an insane argument. And you're also giving up Ben Simmons, who I get that he hasn't played for the Sixers and he wasn't, wasn't going to, but you're also giving up Simmons a couple of first round picks. And then also Andre Drummond. Um, I, I just, I don't really, like, I understand the idea for the Sixers and, and you know, Harden and Embiid are theoretically a pretty good pairing, although 
Harden's a bit high usage. And uh, I mean, for as much as Embiid needs the ball in his hands, the Harden Embiid fit is could be a little clunkier than they're anticipating. Uh, Embiid isn't he doesn't roll that much in, in pick and roll game. And and that's the type of big, think back to when, what James Harden did when he was in Houston or even all the way back to Oklahoma City, how Harden likes to play. And Embiid needs the ball in his hands to be successful on offense. I mean, I, I just, I think it could be a little clunky and then you lose some spacing with Seth Curry. Harden's obviously having his worst year in a long time this year. Uh, for the Nets, I like it a lot. I think Ben Simmons fits great once Kevin Durant's healthy. I think he works with Kyrie Irving. And obviously he works with Seth Curry. I, I just think this is a great deal for the Nets. And the uh, the Eastern Conference landscape now is is really fascinating. Um, I, I mean, I think before the season, if you would have said the top four would be, or we'll call it top five in this order, where the Heat, Bulls, Cavs, Bucks, Sixers, uh, I mean, nobody would have believed you. That's insane. I mean, the Nets are all the way down in eighth. But honestly, with this lineup and when Kevin Durant gets back healthy, I like the Nets in the first round against almost anybody that they would play. Um, I think ultimately they're going to end up being a better team than the Cavs, a better team than um, than the Raptors, certainly who they're behind, than the Celtics who they're behind. I, I mean, the Bulls, I think, and we'll talk more about the Bulls here in a little bit, I think are playing a little bit above where they're going to ultimately be. I'd be shocked if they ended up in the top three in the Eastern Conference when it's all said and done. I know they've been there basically all year. And they're currently tied for second right now. But I really like the makeup of this Nets roster now after this deal. Um, now, we don't know what Ben Simmons is going to look like when he gets on the floor. He hasn't played in a very long time. Um, so that will be interesting. But um, this is a this is an intriguing trade, one that it just felt like Daryl Morey was destined to make. He wasn't going wasn't gonna to take no for an answer here. And uh, it's just so much better for the Nets than it is for the Sixers. I don't think there's any question about that. The only other thing, I mean, there was obviously a lot that happened um, you know, the Montrez Harrell going to the Hornets and uh, the the four-teamer where the Bucks got Serge Ibaka, which just kind of felt like a shuffling deck chairs for everybody type of a thing. Uh, just some some minor stuff from around the league. Significant one, though, the Celtics got Derek White from the Spurs. Derek White is an exciting young player. The Spurs get Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, a top four protected first-round pick, and the ability to swap 2028 first-round picks. This is a great deal for the Spurs. Um, I like Derek Derek White, but then in a separate deal, they also traded Thaddeus Young and got a first-round pick. So the Spurs got potentially three first-round picks at this deadline, plus Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford. I mean, look out. The Spurs are quickly retooling, and obviously they've got some great young talent. Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker. Um, you know, th this is a team that isn't good this year, isn't going to make the playoffs this year, but they're only going to be a year or two away from being good again. Uh, I, I believe that with the, with how good their front office and coaching staff is, obviously um, they're, they're already reloading in a hurry uh, in San Antonio. Um, okay. Shifting away from the deadline, I, I guess, putting a bow on it, exciting to see some big moves go down a lot, a lot of small activity, more than I would have expected. It was to be expected that the Wolves didn't make a move. I'm totally fine with the Timberwolves standing pat. Um, and uh, we'll see what they do on the buyout market. It probably won't be much, uh, but we'll keep an eye out for that. The last note I want to get to before we get to Wolves Bulls and that preview is uh, related to the All-Star game. So we know Anthony Edwards is uh, said he was not going to participate in the slam dunk contest. We, we had known that for a while. We know that Carl Anthony Towns is participating in the three-point shootout. I think I mentioned that last week on the show. Um, so that's good. And then Anthony Edwards is participating in the rookie sophomore game. So a couple of participants there, plus Towns being in the big game. 
Uh, but notably, the draft on Thursday night was held between uh, the team captains, and we found out which team Carlton Towns will play on. And it is, in fact, the same team as former Timberwolves teammates Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine. They'll all be on Team Durant. Um, the the way that this worked was they drafted the starters uh, between Team LeBron and Team Durant. Of course, Kevin Durant's not playing, but is still the team captain. So they did uh, the the draft of the starters, and then they did a second round, which was reserves. So among the reserves, Carlton Towns was the third reserve selected. Durant took Devin Booker first. LeBron took Luka Doncic second. And then Kevin Durant took Carlton Towns third among reserves. Uh, ahead of, I'll list everybody else in order, Darius Garland, Zach Levine, Chris Paul, Dewante Murray, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, LaMelo Ball was the fourth to last pick. Remember, he's the injury replacement that just recently was named. Fred Van Vliet, Rudy Gobert, and of course, James Harden was the last pick. Kevin Durant somehow uh, just happened to avoid picking James Harden that entire draft, and he ended up being the last pick of the draft by Team LeBron. So we will get Andrew Wiggins as a starter and then Levine and Towns off the bench for Durant. Uh, I don't know for sure if that was intentional, but it wouldn't shock me if it was by by KD to do that. And undoubtedly, they'll get the opportunity to, to share the court at some point, which would be really cool. Um, so awesome that they're on the same team together. Pumped to see, I mean, you got the Rising Stars game Friday with rookie sophomore game with Anthony Edwards. You've got Carl Anthony Towns in the three-point shootout on Saturday night, and then the big game Sunday with Towns in that one too. So we'll get actually finally get a full weekend of the Timberwolves at All-Star Weekend. It's been a few years since we've seen that. I think going back to maybe Towns' first All-Star appearance was the last time the Timberwolves had representation on all three nights of, of that weekend. Um, and we're coming up here now on it very soon. We're just a week away next Friday or next weekend, next Friday, Saturday, Sunday is when this all goes down. So um, it's coming up and it's going to be fun. All right. I want to preview Wolves Bulls. It's the first time we've seen Chicago this season. And of course, old friend Zach Levine, the Bulls are struggling a little bit lately, a lot of injuries, but still a very tough matchup and one of the better teams in the league. So I want to preview all of that here next. First though, uh, let's talk about our friends over at Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Like mine, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Let's also talk about our friends over at Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, and that is a big thank you to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually genuinely, truly enjoy eating Built Bars. Have you tried the Built Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're actually marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all delicious and they're going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars, of course, are covered in 100% real chocolate, including Puffs, 100% 
real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are actually better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, but uh, not Built Bars. Built Bars are just 130 calories. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, Low carb, again, just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and four grams net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is often around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond and new for this month in February, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they truly pull it off every single time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, let's preview this Wolves-Bulls game on uh, on Friday night in Chicago, as the Timberwolves continue their road trip, the Bulls setting the stage a little bit here are tied for the second spot in the Eastern Conference. They're a game and a half back of the Miami Heat. The Timberwolves, of course, are seventh in the West. They're a game and a half out of the sixth spot and the Nuggets. They're three, though, now ahead of the Clippers in the eighth spot. So comfortably in the seven spot in the Western Conference as the Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans, especially Clippers and Lakers, have struggled mightily here of late and have been dropping back as the Wolves just completed their five-game winning streak. Now, that said, the the other thing to note about the Bulls is they've struggled a little bit of late, and a lot of that is due to injuries. They've actually lost three of their, la- three of their last five games. They beat the Hornets last time out by 12, but they've recently lost to the Suns, Sixers, and Raptors, um, and, and some of the teams they've beaten, save for, I guess, the Hornets. I mean, they've beaten the Pacers, the Magic, the Blazers, not exactly the league's best. Recently, they beat the Thunder. Um, so the Bulls have kind of been kind of trying to work around some of these injuries that they've they've had to deal with of late. Of course, that includes a couple guys that have been out for a while, Patrick Williams being one of them uh, with the uh, with the wrist injury. Um, Derek Jones Jr. is a rotation piece, of course, a former Timberwolves target in free agency. Alex Caruso has been out for a few weeks. Uh, and uh, Lonzo Ball, of course, has been out now for a similar amount of time. So, I mean, Ball, Caruso, Patrick Williams are all very significant pieces to this team. Um, and then Derek Jones Jr., uh, more of a rotational piece, um, but then also uh, Io uh, Dosumu is is out too. The rookie guard who's started a little bit for them this year and been pretty good has scored really kind of at all three levels for them. Has uh, is out or at least missed when, their last game on Wednesday with the concussion, um, and he's questionable right now for Friday night's game. So this is a battered Bulls team. As for the Wolves, I mean they've got like five guys on the list is questionable. It's it's everybody that was questionable the other night. Um, Patrick Beverly didn't play on Wednesday in Sacramento, but um, he's questionable again. Uh, and then everybody else, everybody else that was on that list, including Anthony Edwards, who did play Wednesday, but was a new addition to the injury report then. He is again questionable for the game on Friday with the knee issue. Um, in terms of this matchup, um, the I mean, the Bulls are are a pretty well-rounded team. They're much better offensively than they are defensively. But in terms of what they do offensively, they don't shoot threes a lot. They're actually last in the league in three-point attempts, but they make them when they shoot them. They're third in percentage, but 30th in attempts. Uh, they're very good in the paint. They get to the free throw line a fair amount, and they're third in free throw percentage. Um, so when they get those opportunities, three-point opportunities, free throw line opportunities at the free throw line, they knock down those shots. Um, and they're also uh, just kind of a, 
they're not a great defensive team, but they're a solid defensive rebounding team. They do a pretty good job of turning other teams over as well. Um, and that kind of makes up for some of their other issues defensively. And uh, I mean, in terms of how the Wolves will slow down their offense, it's going to be difficult to deal with both Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. I did not think, uh, I'll be honest about this, I did not think those two would work that well together. I was wrong. Um, DeRozan is still so good from the mid-range, and Zach Levine can score both at the rim and outside the arc. He's still shooting north of 40% this year. Um, and uh, it's just so, so tough to deal with. DeRozan hasn't changed much. I mean, still more than half of his shot attempts are coming from between 10 feet out from the basket and the three-point line. Um, it's almost actually, it's it's almost 60% of his shots. It's like 57, 58% of his shot attempts are from 10 feet to the three-point line. Um, less than 10% of, of DeMar DeRozan's shot attempts are threes, and only about 17% are coming at the rim. Zach Levine, on the other hand, he shoots 40% of his shot attempts from three. And by the way, he shoots over 40% from three and a little more than a quarter of his shot attempts, about 27% of his shot attempts are at the rim and does a lot less for the mid range. He's still very good on long twos. When he gets those opportunities, he likes to shoot those pull-ups. If he doesn't think he can get all the way to the rim, not a big floater game guy still, uh, but he's so dynamic with the ball in his hands that this offense, it just revolves around those two and they don't really need, you know, much other support. They've still got Nikola Vucevic, of course, who's been very good of late, especially he was big in their win on Wednesday over Charlotte, but he he averages 17 and 12 on the season. Um, and it's kind of their the third banana to Levine and DeMar DeRozan. A lot, with Lonzo Ball out, they've needed some other guys to step up. Kobe White has played pretty well and has started regularly for them in, in Ball's absence. Um, obviously, still missing Caruso, which, which hurts. And if they're missing uh, Dosumu as well, that's, that's uh, Dosumu, excuse me, that's also not a good thing for uh, for their backcourt rotation. But still, they've mostly weathered the storm. And I mentioned this earlier, I think they have a little bit of a tenuous hold on that two spot in, in the Eastern Conference. Their point differential is actually not much better than the Wolves. Their differential right now is a plus 1.8. The Timberwolves is a plus 1.7. In fact, basketball references Pythagorean win-loss total would suggest the Bulls should be 31-24 and 24 instead of 34-21. and 21. So they're actually three games better then their point differential suggests that they should be, which means they've had some good fortune this year. They've won some close games. And then you layer on top of that how battered and bruised their roster is right now. And it, it I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise if we saw a little bit more of an extended swoon coming from the Bulls moving forward. Um, they're obviously still a very good team and will be favored to win this game at home in Chicago over the Timberwolves. But this is still a winnable game for Minnesota. Then again, if they play defense like they have for much of the last two weeks, I said this on the postgame pod Thursday, Minnesota's going to give up 150 points if they defend like they have of late. Um, Chicago has the fourth best offensive rating in the league. Um, and Levine and DeMar DeRozan are both going to be out there and they're going to they're going to score buckets. And the Timberwolves' point of attack defense has been miserable lately. Um, D'Angelo Russell has to step up defensively. If Edwards plays, he has to step up defensively. They need Malik Beasley to play hard. Um, Jordan McLaughlin to be effective. If the Wolves don't turn the ball, turn the Bulls over, and if they can't stay in front of, or at least provide some resistance to Levine and DeRozan on drives to the rim, it's going to be a long night for Minnesota. If they can do those things, this is still a winnable game um, against an injured Bulls team. The Wolves would have a legit shot to win. Um, stay tuned over the weekend. We'll likely do one weekend podcast. And then, of course, we'll be back uh, with the postgame pod following. There's a Sunday matinee. The Timberwolves will play the Pacers. Uh, in Indianapolis on Sunday afternoon. So we'll have a Sunday evening postgame pod from that one. And uh, very likely we'll have the Bulls postgame pod posted either late Friday or early Saturday. So stay tuned for that. 
Um, otherwise, of course, we'll be back all next week, Monday through Friday, leading into the All-Star break. So there's plenty still to talk about as the Wolves try and get back on track after Wednesday's loss to the Kings. That's all we have for you today here on the show. Thanks again for listening to Locked On Wolves, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I thank you for making Locked On Wolves your first listen each and every day. Of course, we're free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as Apple, Google, Spotify, and the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at Locked On T-Wolves and at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. A reminder that Lockdown Wolves is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Of course, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. A reminder, as you make Lockdown Wolves your first listen, you can make Lockdown Bets your second listen. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast. We'll catch you next time. Have a great weekend. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.